Okay, uh, brothers and sisters, uh, welcome again to another episode of the BHP Bible History Project, and we will continue where we left off. Uh, from where we left off, we were studying the second address of Moses to the people of Israel before they set foot to the promised land or the land of Canaan. We talked about the two foundations of obedience, namely reverence for God and love for our loving Abba or our God, because that's the firm foundation by which we are to build a relationship with Yahuwah, our God. However, for us to reinforce, for us to maintain these foundations of obedience, there's something we need to add to that. What is that? It's another principle taught by Moses to the people of Israel that they need to remember so that as they cross the Jordan to enter the promised land, they will be blessed they will flourish as a people of God. So what is that? What do we need so that not only can we reinforce, but also maintain the foundations of obedience, reverence, and love for our loving Abba? Let's read the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 8, verse 11. Make certain that you do not forget Yahuwah your God. Do not fail to obey any of his laws that I am giving you Today, what do we need to always keep in mind? A principle that we must adapt, adopt in our life so that we can maintain, preserve, and reinforce the foundations of obedience. We need to always remember Yahuwah, our God. We must never forget Yahuwah, our God. It doesn't matter what the circumstances of our life may be. It would be for our benefit to always have in our minds and in our hearts, Yahuwah, our God. Now, why do we need to study all about remembering Yahuwah, our God? Because when we look at the history of the people of Israel, Israel has a tendency to forget Yahuwah, their God. Isn't that true? That's a big problem with the people of Israel. But truth be told, this is not exclusive to Israel. The problem of forgetting God is not just for Israel. It's also for human beings in general. As human beings, we have a tendency to forget, right? We have a tendency to be complacent. We have a tendency to take for granted Yahuwah our God. This is true not only for Israel. This is also true for us, even during these last days. This is why we need to make a conscious effort to remember and not forget our Lord God, Yahuwah. During the people of Israel's journey, during their travel, how did the Bible illustrate their forgetfulness of Yahuwah our God? Let's go back just a little bit to Exodus 15, 1 to 2. Then Moses and the Israelites sang this song to Yahuwah. I will sing to Yahuwah because he has won a glorious victory. He has thrown the horses and the riders into the sea. Yahuwah is my strong defender. He is the one who has saved me. He is my God, and I will praise him. My father's God, and I will sing about his greatness. You know what we read about? What we read is a hymn that was created because they just experienced the mighty work of Yahuwah Abba's hands. What was that? When Yahuwah delivered people of Israel from Egypt. What did Yahuwah God do? He showed them powerful miracles that was climaxed by the parting of the Red Sea. And because the Red Sea was parted, the horses and the riders were thrown into the sea. And Yahuwah 
has brought a glorious victory for the people of Israel. If you were there and you saw what Yahuwah was able to do, that was unforgettable. Something you'll never forget, right? They even sang a song about that. You would think it's something that will be forever etched in the mind and heart of the people of Israel. But what happened just days later? Exodus 15, 22 to 24, then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea into the desert of Shur. For three days, they walked through the desert, but found no water. Then they came to a place called Mara, but the water there was so bitter, they could not drink it. That is why they named it Mara. The people complained to Moses and asked, what are we going to drink after singing a praise of him to Yahuwah our God because they saw the greatness the power of Yahuwah that he's able to provide and protect his people what happened to them just several days later they came to a place where they could not find any water to drink and so what did the people complain about they said what are we going to drink can you imagine that and so Several days, just a mere days later, what happened to the people of Israel? They already forgot about Yahuwah our God. Shortly after praising Yahuwah himself with a hymn, they forgot Yahuwah our God. It seems that human beings by nature, we only have like a three-day span after a glorious experience. Maybe it's a worship service. Maybe it's a healing. Have you ever... Uh, come across individuals who was rushed to the hospital because of a heart attack and then they were saved by the surgeon and so they got a new lease on life and they said to themselves no more am I going to eat pig I'm not going to eat any more fat if it was going to be on a diet and so they stick with that diet for the first day second day third day but the fourth day what happens they go back to eating meat they go back to eating pork right? It seems like these experiences, even if they're powerful moving experiences, they only last for so long, right? And so people have this tendency to take for granted, to forget even the unforgettable experiences that we have with Yahuwah, our God. This is a problem of humanity. This is why we need to always remember Yahuwah God. Well, who is one who remembered Yahuwah God? Israel forget about him. And so they complained, what are we going to drink? Exodus 15, 25 to 26, Moses prayed earnestly to Yahuwah and Yahuwah showed him a piece of wood, which he threw into the water and the water became fit to drink. Uh, there, there Yahuwah gave them laws to live by and there he also tested them. He said, if you will obey me completely by doing what I consider right and by keeping my commands, I will not punish you with any of the diseases that I brought on the Egyptians. I am Yahuwah, the one who heals you, who was the one who remembered Yahuwah. It's a good thing there was one who remembered him. His name was Moses. So what did Moses do? He prayed earnestly to Yahuwah. Yahuwah responded. And so he showed him a piece of wood, placed that wood into the into the place of into the water and it became fit to drink and so yahuwah provided and so we need to keep in mind even in the most dire of circumstances yahuwah can bless each 
and every one of us. You would think, right? When you have a situation that is negative, when you have a problematic circumstance in your, in your life, you would think you would remember Yahuwah God, right? But with Israel, in their wilderness journey, when they got into trouble for some reason, the one they should have remembered is the one they forgot. And so now that they're going to enter the promised land, what is needed the most? Well, it's more important now for Israel to remember Yahuwah. Because if they could forget Yahuwah God in times of their troubles, well, how about when they start prospering? How about when they start receiving the blessings of Yahuwah God? If they could forget God so easily in their wilderness journey when they needed to be dependent on him, well, how about when God provides for all of their needs already in the promised land? This is why before Israel entered the promised land, what did, Yahush, or what did Moses um, warn the people of Israel? Deuteronomy 6, uh, 10 down to 12, just as Yahuwah your God promised your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he will give you a land with large, prosperous cities, which you did not build. The houses will be full of good things, which you did not put in them. And there will be wells that you did not dig, and vineyards and olive orchards that you did not plant. When Yahuwah brings you into this land, and you have all you want to eat, make certain that you do not forget Yahuwah, who rescued you from Egypt, where you were slaves. And so what was the warning of Moses to this new generation of Israelites to prepare them to enter the promised land? Moses said, you're going to find rich blessings there. Very, very different from the land that you find during your wandering years. 40 years in the desert, in the wilderness. They're going to enter the rich and fertile land of Canaan. It's going to be a big difference because when they enter the promised land, they're going to have prosperous cities, wells, vineyards, and olive orchards. It's going to be a rich land. They're going to be rich and wealthy. They will be prospered by Yahuwah God. They will enjoy the blessings of God. But therein lies the problem. They forgot all about Yahuwah in times of danger. How about in times of prosperity? Right? This is why Moses told them, make certain that you do not forget Yahuwah who rescued you from Egypt. Why was this warning so important to the people of Israel? Because prosperity often causes people to forget God. True or not? That's so true, right? When they found themselves in trouble, they prayed to loving Abba, if you will deliver me from this problem, I will forever be indebted to you. And then a week later, what happens? They forgot all about their promise, right? They forget all, they forget all about their God. Brethren, prosperity often causes people to forget Yahuwah, our God. This is a problem, not only for the people of Israel. This could also be our problem. Especially now, when we are preparing to enter uh, the promised land. Why is that? Why is it that when people achieve a level of success? Why is it that when people experience prosperity, all of a sudden, like someone turns on a, 
a, a button, and all of a sudden you just forget all about God. Why is that the case? What's the psychology behind that? Deuteronomy 8, 11 to 17. Make certain that you do not, do not forget Yahuwah your God. Do not fail to obey any of his laws that I'm giving you today. When you have all you want to eat and have built good houses to live in, and when your cattle and sheep, your silver and gold and all your possessions have increased on a pause there for a while, is Yahuwah God against prosperity? Is he? Is he against our success? No, he has even promised it to his people, Israel. When you have built good houses, when your cattle, sheep, silver, and gold have increased, your possessions increased. So this was part of the promise of Yahuwah God. But we have to be careful. We have to be cautious. Why? 14, be sure that you do not become proud and forget Yahuwah your God who rescued you from Egypt where you were slaves. He led you through that vast and terrifying desert where there were poisonous snakes and scorpions in that day, in that dry and waterless land. He made water flow out of solid rock for you. In the desert, he gave you manna to eat, food that your ancestors had never eaten. He sent hardships on you to test you so that in the end, he could bless you with good things. So then you must never think that you have made yourselves wealthy by your own power and strength. So why do people have this tendency when they enjoy a certain level of success, when they prosper, when their possessions begin to increase, why is there a tendency to forget God? Number one, because they become proud, right? Because all of a sudden, their level of success has skyrocketed up. They begin to think themselves better than anyone else. They begin to think too highly of themselves. They become proud. And when you become proud, guess what? You begin to stop. You begin to think that you can be independent of God. You see, when pride emerges within, the spirit of independence takes over. You begin to think that you can live independently of God. This is why in verse 17, it says, so then you must never think that you have made yourselves wealthy by your own power and strength. And this is a universal problem with humanity. When we become proud, we begin to think, I don't need God's help. My own strength and my own power provided me with what I have. It's not God who gave it to me. I did it all by myself. And this is the problem when prosperity kicks in because prosperity makes people proud and makes them feel independent of God. They think they can do it all without the help of God. This happened before it will happen in the future. In fact, if you go back to the very beginning of time, all the way to the days of the patriarchs, how did this play out? Do you remember Cain? What happened to Cain? Because he also went into a new land. What was the name of that land that Cain entered? What was the name of that land? Canaan? Nod. All right. Let's read that. Genesis 4, 16 to 18. So Cain went out from Yahuwah's presence and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Cain lay with his wife and she became pregnant and gave birth to Enoch. Cain was then building a city. 
and he named it after his son Enoch. To Enoch was born Erad, and Erad was the father of Mehuael, and Mehuael was the father of Methushael, and Methushael was the father of Lamech. And so when Cain was exiled from the garden or in that area, he went east of Eden to a place called, now called the land of Nod. What did Cain do? He started building a city and he named the city after who? His son, Enoch. And so Cain really forgot all about God. His priorities changed. Rather than seeking to please God, he wanted to please himself. Rather than seeking the kingdom of God, he wants to build his own kingdom. This is really the mindset of a lot of people, right? They want to build their own kingdom. They want to make a name for themselves to the point that they forget all about who? God. And so he became successful building in his building project. And he begot Enoch. And eventually uh, Enoch was born, right? And eventually was the birth of Lamech. And in this generation, this line of the people, of people, the line of Cain, what did they become known for? Let's keep reading. Lamech married two women, one named Ada and the other Zila. Ada gave birth to Jabal. He was the father of those who live in the tents and raise livestock. His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all who play the harp and flute. Zila also had a son, Tubal Cain, who, for, who forged all kinds of tools out of bronze and iron. Tubal Cain's sister was Naama. Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zilla, listen to me. Wives of Lamech, hear my words. I have killed a man for wounding me, a young man for injuring me. If Cain is avenged seven times in Lamech, 77 times. And so what happened in the generation of Cain and his descendants? We saw the problem of pride leading to a deviation from the plan and purpose of God, leading to wickedness. Do you see that at play here? Because when Cain went to the land of Nod, he no longer became interested in the things of God. He forgot all about God. He was focused on material things, building projects. And he built cities named after Enoch. And then from there, what happened to his descendants? They became well known for their skills. For example, tools, making tools out of bronze and iron. And eventually, Lamech did something that is in complete deviation of the plan of God. What did he do? Marry two women. In God's design and purpose, how many wives are you supposed to have? How many? Only one. But because people forgot God, this group of people, the line of Cain, forgot God. They began to deviate from his plan. And so all of a sudden, Lamech became proud, married two women, eventually killed someone. And he even sang a song about that. And he even said, if Cain is avenged seven times, then Lamech 77 times. And so that deviation from the plan of God, which resulted from forgetting God and focused only on their personal agenda, it led to deviation from the plan of God leading to wickedness. Shortly after this, what happened? Wickedness spread throughout the world, right? And so what did God have to do? He had to cleanse the world by means of what? A universal flood. 
all that because they forgot God. When you forget God, you deviate from his plan and purpose. When you deviate, then wickedness begins to cascade in. It becomes worse and worse until there has to be a cleansing. It's what happened with the ancient world. And so after the flood, God started anew with Noah and his family. What was the command of Yahuwah God to Noah and his family? To spread, right? But because of the spirit of independence ingrained in man, what did mankind do? <laughs> Genesis 11, 1 to 4. Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As men moved eastward, they found the plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. What did mankind decide to do shortly after the flood? Instead of being obedient to the voice of Yahuwah God to scatter, what do they want to do? They want to settle, build again what? A city. <laughs> they want to build a city and make a name for themselves. What else do they want to do? They want to make a tower that goes high into the heavens. Do you know why they want to do that? Just in case Yahuwah God breaks his promise and brings another flood, they're going to be what? Safe. And so if they can find safety in times of God's wrath, guess what? They no longer have to be dependent upon God. Because so long as there is this threat of a universal deluge, they have to be dependent upon God. They don't like that. Human beings don't want to be tethered to God. They want to be untethered from God. They want to be on their own. It's a spirit of independence. And so they said, let's build a tower. Once we have this tower we can be completely independent from God. And so what happened? You know what happened, right? Yahuwah God confused their language and they were, forced, they were forced to scatter. And so what we see throughout scripture is the pattern of forgetting God, right? And after forgetting God, they begin to despise God and wickedness sets in. This pattern of forgetting God is found throughout scripture and typically, the people of God begin to forget him after prosperity, after they achieve success. This pattern of forgetting God and the ensuing result, which is apostasy, is a pattern that we find throughout all of scripture. We do not want apostasy. And so we need to break that pattern. How do you break this pattern of apostasy? Which begins by forgetting God, especially in times of prosperity. We have to remember. Yahuwah our God. That's the antidote so that we break the spell of apostasy so that we don't have to repeat the pattern of our ancestors who were stubborn to forget God and follow their own ways and whims and so end up committing wickedness before God. We need to break it by remembering God. So what are the things that we need to remember? So before Israel enters the promised land, there were five things that Moses instructed his people to remember what are those five things this is something that should also be good for us we need to remember these five truths about Yahuwah God we need to remember we need to consciously place them in our minds and in our hearts so that we can prevent ourselves from repeating the pattern of apostasy what's the first one Deuteronomy 7 9 remember that Yahuwah your God it's the only God and that he is faithful, 
He will keep his covenant and show his constant love to a thousand generations of those who love him and obey his command. So what's the, the number one thing that we need to remember? Moses says, remember that Yahuwah God is faithful, but he's faithful to show his love to those who obey his commands. And so we need to keep that in mind. We can count on Yahuwah God providing his love, but we have to do our part. He's faithful, but we have to do our part. What is that? Obey his commands. If we do that, he will show his love for us, even if we encounter great trials along the way. That's number one. What's number two? Deuteronomy 7.19. Remember, remember the terrible plagues that you saw with your own eyes, the miracles and wonders and the great power and strength by which Yahuwah your God set you free. In the same way that he destroyed the Egyptians, he will destroy all these people that you now fear. What also must we remember? We must remember the power and strength of God. Because in a journey, in our travel, in our pilgrimage, we're going to encounter seemingly impossible obstacles. But what is greater than the obstacle that may hinder us from the completion of our journey. It's the power of God. This is why Moses said, you got to remember what God was able to do. If Yahuwah God is able to show you miracles and wonders and great power and strength, there's no reason for you to be overtaken by fear. And so to remember the power of God is to overcome fear because we begin to realize this is not really our fight. Whose fight is it? It's Yahuwah's fight. Remember the power, strength of God. That's number two. What's number three? Remember how Yahuwah, your God, led you on this long journey through the desert these past four years, 40 years, sending hardships to test you so that he might know that you intended to do what and whatever you would obey his commands. He made you go hungry, and then he gave you manna to eat food that you and your ancestors had never eaten before. He did this, take note to teach you that you must not depend on bread alone to sustain you, but on everything that Yahuwah says. And so in their journey throughout the desert, it had a teaching purpose. What was that teaching purpose? To teach the people of Israel to depend daily, not just weekly, but daily, to depend daily upon Yahuwah our God. This is why the Bible says you must not depend on bread alone. We need bread. We need to eat every day. But there's something more important than bread. What is that? It's what Yahuwah says. The words and commands of Yahuwah. In other words, we need to depend upon Yahuwah every day of our life. Remember that, Moses says. So that is number three, right? What's number four? Let's read Deuteronomy 8, 5 to 6. Remember that Yahuwah your God corrects and punishes you just as parents discipline their children. So, that, so then do as Yahuwah has commanded you. Live according to his laws and obey him. But also must we remember that there will be times when Yahuwah will discipline and punish us. It may hurt when we're being punished. But what's the purpose of punishment? To correct us. Why does God correct us? Because we are considered his wife, his children. 
And so when Yahuwah God is telling us about correction and discipline, he's telling us we should remain within the boundaries of his laws. And if we step out of bounds because of his love for us, he will punish and discipline us. We need to pay attention to that discipline and we need to be corrected by that discipline instead of becoming angry and bitter in response to Yahuwah's discipline and correction. We need to keep that in mind as well. And what is number five? Let's read Deuteronomy chapter eight, verse 18. Remember Yahuwah, your God, he is the one who gives you power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant he confirmed to your ancestors with an oath. But also must we remember, we must remember Yahuwah God is the one who gives us power to be successful. Keep in mind, Yahuwah does not want us to fail. I mean, what parent would want their children to fail? Is there a parent like that? I mean, even the worst parents that you can think of, they want their children to succeed, right? How much more our loving father? He wants us to succeed even in this life. But we need to always keep in mind, we must work together with God. We must not forget God. We must be dependent upon God. Why? Because our ability to succeed comes from the power of who? Yahuwah, our God. So we must remember this. Five things we need to remember. Five things that should be remembered by the people of Israel when they enter the promised land is also what we must remember now, today, as we prepare for our salvation. In summary, what were they again? Number one, Yahuwah's faithfulness and showing us his love. Remember that. What else? Yahuwah's strength and power. And so it doesn't matter what a circumstance we face in our life. Yahuwah can do the impossible. What else? Remember that we are dependent completely upon Yahuwah. We must not let the spirit of independence take us away from Yahuwah God. We must always depend upon his help. Number four, we must remember that Yahuwah will discipline and correct us. We must respond with obedience and a change of heart through repentance. What else? Number five, we must remember our success is based upon the power and strength of Yahuwah our God. So we need to involve God in our life. And so when we think about these reminders of Moses so that we can succeed, it basically boils down to this, brethren. Yahuwah and Yahusha must be at the center of our life, right? And everything else we add. It's unfortunate nowadays there are people who have something else at the center. Maybe it's their education, their business, their career, their family. Those are all good things, but they should not be the center. You get it? What should be the center? Yahuwah and Yahusha. Because if you will have your career at the center and you have Yahuwah and Yahusha as an add-on, it's not going to work. It must be Yahuwah and Yahusha at the center. And you begin there. You organize your life around our priority, giving to Yahuwah, giving to Yahuwah and Yahusha. You get it? Because there are people who first, they, they determine what is their priority. Oh, my school is my priority. And they center their life around going to school. And so Yahuwah, Yahusha, will take a, they take a back seat when there's something going on in school. And so it should be Yahuwah, Yahusha first. You organize your life around that. This is how we remember Yahuwah 
and Yahusha. We need to be reminded that we, we cannot live apart from Yahuwah and Yahusha HaMashiach. Why do you think Yahuwah gave so many ceremonies to the people of Israel, right? What's the purpose of that? It is to remember God on a weekly, monthly, yearly, and daily basis. This is why throughout Israel, Yahuwah God gave them the, the daily offering, the weekly Sabbath, the monthly new moon, the Passover, right? The seven festivals throughout the whole year. So you have yearly reminders, right? You got monthly reminders. You got weekly reminders. And you got what? Daily reminders. The purpose of this is so that we will never forget Yahuwah God, so that we can revolve our life around God as the center of our life. And how can we do that? What else did Moses tell them to do so that they can remember and never forget Yahuwah their God? Deuteronomy 6, 6 to 9, never forget these commands that I am giving you today. Teach them to your children. And here's the key word. What does it say? Repeat. <laughs> Right? Why? Human beings tend to forget. We are forgetful creatures, especially when you get older and older and older. We need to constantly be reminded, and repetition is the key. Repeat them when you are at home, when you are away, when you are resting, and when you are working. Tie them on your arms and wear them on your foreheads as a reminder. Write them on the doorposts of your houses and on your gates. This reminds me of... Uh, going to a person's house and on the walls of the living room were the nice uh, framed pictures that show verses, biblical verses. Have you seen that? And they put it all, all around the house. That's a good way to remind ourselves about the teachings and the words of God. And there are also brethren who have uh, the phone app, the Bible app, and every day they're, be, they're being given verses of the day, right? And so they're always reading. They're always feeding themselves. They're always reminding themselves of the word of God. Why is that important? Because if we don't remind ourselves daily, what happens? Like a flame, it begins to die. The flame needs to be constantly fueled because eventually it's going to die. And so we need to keep feeding it and feeding it. What do we feed it with? We need to nourish ourselves with the words of God. Remind ourselves with the words of God. This is why if you still remember when we studied the book of Numbers, there was a command also given to help us remind ourselves about the words of God, which will lead us to remember Yahuwah God. What was that? If we go back to Numbers 15, 37 to 41, then Yahuwah said to Moses, give the following instructions to the people of Israel throughout the generations to come. You must make tassels. Do you remember what they, what, what they called them? Tit-tit. Am I pronouncing that right? Tit-tit. Tit-tit. Throughout the generations you are, you are to come, you must make tassels for the, for the hems of your clothing and attach them with a blue cord. When you see the tassels, you will remember. You will remember and obey all the commands of Yahuwah. Instead of following your own desires and defiling yourselves as you are prone to do. You see, Yahuwah God knows human nature. He knows we're forgetful, right? We know that 
our minds are limited. And so we need to constantly be reminded. And so God says, make tassels. The tassels will help you. What does it say? Remember that you must obey all my commands and be holy to your God. I am Yahuwah, your God, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, that I might be your God. I am Yahuwah, your God. So we need to do everything we can do so that we can always be reminded of the commands of Yahuwah God, so that we can remember Yahuwah God and Yahusha HaMashiach. See, we have to center our life around Yahuwah our God. If you want to, you can get a chit-chit, right? You can readily buy that in, online in Amazon or Etsy. And one of its purpose is to always keep our mind focused upon the words of God. Because if it's not in our mind, eventually you forget, right? And when we forget, it's replaced with something else. And the devil will replace it with something that he wants, not what Yahuwah wants. And so we need to always fill our minds with the word of God. Why? So that we can break the pattern of apostasy. Remember, this pattern of apostasy is throughout scripture. It's always happening. The people of God, without fail, they're always going to turn backwards from him. It's called apostasy. And this will especially take place, or the people of God are prone to apostasy, especially when they achieve some success and prosperity. And so we need to always remember God, give the glory to God, never to yourself. Give the glory to God and de be dependent upon God. That's the only way to break the pattern of apostasy. This is why we have spent this time tonight to study all about remembering. Remember the power of remembering God and his commandments. Why is this especially timely and especially relevant for us today? This is what Isaiah says. Listen, O heavens, pay attention, earth. This is what Yahuwah says. The children I raised and cared for have rebelled against me. Even an ox knows its owner and a donkey recognizes its master's care. But Israel doesn't know its master. My people don't recognize my care for them. This is Yahuwah's, Yahuwah God's observation throughout the years. His people, doesn't matter which dispensation of time. The people of God start out all the time. They start out what? Small, right? And so like children, they need to be cared for. Who cares for them? Yahuwah God cares for them, just like Israel. They started out small, persecuted, mocked, and ridiculed. But Yahuwah God took care of them. They were blessed. They prospered. And what happened after they prospered? Yahuwah God says, the children I raised and cared for, what did they do? They have rebelled against me. My people did not recognize my care for them. What happened to Israel? Verse 4, alas, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a brood of evildoers, children who are corruptors. They have forsaken Yahuwah. They have provoked to anger the Holy One of Israel. They have turned away backward and so the whole nation turned away backward what does that mean to turn away backward it's apostasy this is the pattern of apostasy that we see again and again throughout scripture they start out small a remnant 
Yahuwah God takes care of them. They grow and they prosper. They forget God and rebel and they turn backward. And when God looks at his nation, what has become, what kind of apostasy that usually happens when we look at the pattern of scripture, Isaiah 1, 5 to 7, why should you be beaten anymore? Why do you persist in rebellion? Your whole head is injured. Your whole heart is afflicted. From the sole of your foot to the top of your head, there is no soundness. Only wounds and welts and open sores. Not cleansed or bandaged or soothed with oil. Your country is desolate. Your cities burned with fire. Your fields are being stripped by foreigners right before you. Laid waste has been overthrown by strangers. What often happens to the people of God? They turn away by apostasy. The whole nation, the Bible says, from the sole of your foot to the top of your head, there is no soundness. This pattern of apostasy appears again and again throughout scripture. But every time there's a verge of, they are on the verge of apostasy, what does God do because of his love? What does he do? We all know what he does. We just keep reading the next verse, right? Eight or nine. So the daughter of Zion is left as a booth in a vineyard, as a hut in the garden of cucumbers, as a besieged city, unless Yahuwah of hosts had left to us a very small remnant. We should have become like Sodom. We should have been made like Gomorrah. What does God do when his people are, have turned away from him, when they are led away into apostasy? Yahuwah God leaves a very small remnant. This is a pattern that's repeated. But eventually, this pattern has to stop, right? Why? Because eventually, there's going to be an end. It's not an infinite pattern of apostasy and remnant. No, eventually, it's going to stop. When are we going to know when it's about to stop? When the remnant begin to call upon the name of who? Yahuwah God. When did we do that? When did the very small remnant begin to call upon the name of Yahuwah, our God? Just recently. This is why we know we are in the last days. And so if there is a, a time, if there is a need to break that pattern of apostasy, it would be now, right? It would be now. How do we break that pattern of apostasy? What's the key word again? You forgot? What's the key word? How do you break the pattern of apostasy? Re? Remember. Remember. Remember, Yahuwah, our God. We need to remember God. How can we remember Yahuwah, our God, especially the remnant who will come from the ends of the earth, from the islands of the sea? Isaiah 24, 14 to 16. They raise their voices. They shout for joy from the west. They acclaim Yahuwah's majesty. Therefore, in the east, give glory to Yahuwah. Exalt the name of Yahuwah, the God of Israel. In the islands of the sea, from the ends of the earth, we hear singing glory to the righteous one. But I said, I waste away. I waste away. Woe to me. The treacherous betray with treachery. The treacherous betray. If you still remember when Yahuwah God delivered the people of Israel from Egypt, what did Yahuwah God do? Yahuwah God displayed and showed his power and strength and with glory delivered his people, right? The miracles and the signs that he showed the people of Israel climaxed when he 
parted the Red Sea and overthrew the warriors and the horses. Yahuwah God showed that he was the one who was in charge, that he was the one who was in control. And after the people of Israel were set free from Egypt, what did they do again? They sang a hymn. Do you remember? They sang a hymn. They glorified God with their praises. We, the remnant from the islands of the sea, the remnant from the ends of the earth, we too have been set free. We have been released from prison. And we too shout for joy. But brethren, when we face problems along the way, we must never forget Yahuwah God. When he begins to prosper us and bless us, we must never forget Yahuwah God. What must we do? Always acclaim his majesty. Always give glory to him. Never take glory for, us, for ourselves. Always give it back to Yahuwah our God. We must break the pattern of apostasy. Because we are on the verge of receiving our promised salvation. And so the call for all of us today. Remember. Remember Yahuwah our God. Remember what he has done for us. Remember the love that God showed us. Do you still remember what Yahuwah God has given to all of us? Before we pray together, brothers and sisters, if there's one thing we need to remember about Yahuwah, our God, that is worthy of a deep, deep, deep place in our minds and in our hearts, it is the, the amount of love that Yahuwah God showed for each one of us. What was that? First John 4, 9 to 10, God showed how much he loved us. By sending his one and only son into the world. So that we might have eternal life through him. This is real love. Not that we love God. But that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. Brothers and sisters. If we think about the actions and the work of God. Think about creation for a moment. When he created the universe. The planets, the solar systems, the galaxies, the expanse of the firmament. When we think about what Yahuwah God did, we say to ourselves, wow. But you know what? To God, that was nothing. You know what it cost God to create the universe? His breath. <laughs> he said, let there be light. That's all he said. It cost him his breath. When Yahuwah God Delivered the people of Israel by miracles. The plagues. Parting of the sea. From our vantage point, we look at the power of God and say, wow. And we are in awe of his power. But what did it cost God to do that? Really nothing. What, is it, what does God have to do to do that? Snap a finger? Barely even that. Right? But there was one thing that God did that cost them a lot. What was that? What was the one thing that God did that cost him a lot? When he gave up his son. When he created the universe, it cost him nothing. When he set free the people of Israel, it cost them nothing. He gave up his son. 
brothers and sisters, that's what we need to remember. The next time you feel sad or depressed, just remember what God did. He did not have to do it. Bible says, it's not that we loved God, but that he loved us. So much so, he sacrificed his own son, his beloved son, to take away our sins that we might have eternal life. There's no reason for us ever to lose hope again. There's no reason for us ever to be depressed again. There's no reason for us ever to be discouraged again. Even when the whole world is falling apart, because we know we already have eternal life, because God gave up his son. Remember that in your saddest days, in your most desperate hours, remember what Yahuwah God did and then look up to him and say to him, Abba, thank you. I did not deserve what you did, but you did it anyways. This shows me your real love. You really loved me. Go to him. And say to him, loving Abba, thank you. I will never, ever forget what you have done. I will always keep it in my mind, in my heart. Yahuwah God gave up his son on Passover days a long time ago. But you know what? Even today, even today, Yahuwah God still remembers us. The Bible says we should remember, never forget Yahuwah God. It is but right that we remember him. Why? Let's read the final passage of our studies today. Psalms 139. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. The Bible tells us to remember Yahuwah God. And we will do our best to do that. We have daily reminders, weekly worship services. We have our monthly rededication. We have our yearly feasts and festivals. Every day, every moment, remember Yahuwah God. Why is it but right that we remember our creator? Because we would not be here without him. But even Yahuwah God who created us. Look what the Bible says about Yahuwah God. The Bible says he's always thinking about us. How precious are Yahuwah's thoughts about us. They cannot even be numbered. I can't even count them. Even when we're sleeping, when we're sleeping, who is thinking about us? Yahuwah God is thinking about you in your slumber. Who else does that? Your God does that because your God loves you. Yahuwah loves us. When we wake up, guess what? He's still with us. When we sleep, he's with us. When we're awake, he's with us. Every time he's with us, it is but right that we to remember Yahuwah, our God. Every day, go to him and say to him, I remember you, loving Abba. I'll never forget you. And I'll forever worship and serve you. If we're like that, we're going to break pattern of apostasy because we will never forget the kindness of our Abba that he has shown in our life. Let us stand, brethren, and we shall pray together.
Everlasting Father. Yes, Father. Yahuwah Almighty. Yes, Thank you so much. Thank you so much for all of your blessings. Yes, we know that you're always thinking about us. Yes, this is because of your love. Yes. Who are we that we are in your mind? Yes, Thank you. Because when you think of each one of us, yes, it means everything to us. We are never alone. Yes. Even as we go in bed yes, in our slumber, your eyes are upon us. Amen. Thank you, Father, for giving us the greatest gift of all. Amen. When you gave up your son to be sacrificed yes. on the cross for our forgiveness that we might possess everlasting life. Amen. And so we know one day yes. we will be forever with you yes. in the kingdom that you are preparing in heaven yes. to be with you forevermore. Yes. And so that is our journey's end, yes. a new beginning with you by our side, yes. together with our loving Mashiach. Amen. Teach us, loving Abba, to be cautious in our path, yes. to remember you every day. When we face challenges in our life, yes, when we sometimes are on the brink of losing hope and giving up, yes, we will remember you yes. as we remember you, loving Abba. Yes. We ask and beg you, may you send your Holy Spirit yes. to comfort us all, yes. to strengthen us, provide for all our needs. Yes. Your people have made petitions to you. Yes, we have made requests to you. Yes. Loving Abba, listen to our cries. Yes, Give us, please, what we need yes, to carry on with our faith. Amen. Yahusha, our King, yes, our loving Mashiach, yes, you gave up your life for all of us. Yes, Help us to be loyal to you, yes. dedicated to you yes. always in our life. Stand with us and help us to be strong yes, to overcome adversity and the adversary. Amen. Father, please forgive our sins. Yes, help us to change our ways yes, that every day we draw closer and closer to you. Yes. We will all the more feel your abiding presence. Amen. We ask and beg everything, loving Father, yes, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Yahusha HaMashiach. Amen. Amen.